Amazing. Good morning, church. It's wonderful to be together today, isn't it, at the start of this new month, at the start of this new term, as we seek to just press in individually and also as a church community, as we seek to press in to all that God has for us in this season. And we believe that God has good and amazing things in store for us. And whatever might be going on in our lives right now, we believe that God has good things in store for us and that all that God has for us is for everybody, that we are all included in what God is doing in this place. And we want everybody to feel a part of that. We want everybody to know that you each have a unique contribution to make. And so we're taking a look at what it means to build community, which is a key part of our vision as a church. So this morning, we're looking at what it means to build authentic community, what it means to develop our relationships with each other so that we can flourish in our relationships with Jesus and we can press ahead with all that he has for us. Does that sound all right? Fabulous. Let me begin by asking you a question. I wonder how many times you have come along to church on a Sunday and been asked by somebody else, how are you? I wonder how many times you have responded with an honest answer or perhaps the often default response of, I'm fine. Perhaps often it seems as though when we come along to church, we feel the need to present an impression that all is well. We might like to refer to this as the mask of convenience, Because we live in this instant and busy and hurried culture and often our conversations and dialogues and relationships are characterized by these quick, short exchanges. And of course, sometimes that's fine. And on a Sunday, it's busy and we don't always have the time and space to go deeper. But the danger is that that our conversations continue at that surface level. And we're not creating opportunities to go beyond the I'm fines and to go deeper with each other. So we're going to be looking at this morning, how do we do that well? How do we create opportunity? How do we be intentional about moving beyond the I'm fines, everything's okay, to going deeper with each other? Because God made us. A connection. To be human is to connect and to relate. That's who we are. That's how we're wired. That's who he's made us to be, to connect with God, our heavenly father, but to also connect with each other. And part of that connection is that we can show up as our true, authentic, honest selves without any pretense, without feeling the need to hide away who we are. Being able to be ourselves on the bad days as well as the good, because of course we all have those bad days too. Being being authentic and living with this connection means that we can love and serve and flourish and relate out of the fullness of who we are, confident in our identity in Christ Jesus, not driven by the need to be accepted and liked 
and approved of by others. Will Vanderhart, a well-known Christian author and speaker, says, To be known and valued for who you are is to be vulnerable. To be seen and accepted is to put yourself at risk. Because they might reject you. Each of us knows this. Each of us has experienced this. Real relationships, real connection. And connection means vulnerability. And vulnerability means risk and courage. Perhaps you're here this morning and maybe you can relate to that mask of convenience of kind of not going deeper beyond that surface level exchange with people. Maybe you feel as though you're wearing some other kind of mask that's, that's, that means that you're hiding away who you truly are. And I believe that God wants to do a healing this morning and help us allow some of those masks to fall down. I let the long, slow, hard way of what it means to let the mask fall down. And there was a period in my life for um, about three or so years when I was going through a painful and difficult experience. And I didn't share this experience with a single person. For three or so years, I did not tell a soul. I hid my pain. I hid my ache because I genuinely thought that that was the better option, that I really ought to just be able to hold it together. And eventually I got to the stage where I was left with no choice but to share what was going on with the people around me. And as I began to open up and share and let others in, that was the the key to unlocking God's healing in my life. And so as I've been thinking about some of these things and praying about today, Um, I felt really led and drawn to the encounter that Jesus had with the woman at the well. This is a beautiful story I'm sure that many of us will be familiar with. And what better place to look than at the life and person of Jesus as we seek to grow in authentic community. So I'm just going to read a little bit from John 4. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. So Jesus is traveling, he's on his way to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sachar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So this encounter that Jesus has with this woman at the well is possibly one of the most vulnerable occasions that we read about in Jesus' ministry. It says that he is there, it's noon, he is alone, he is tired and thirsty. 
This was a particularly unusual encounter because not only did it take place between a man and a woman, but also between a Jew and a Samaritan. Jesus speaking to this woman would have been hugely controversial under Jewish law, and hence the woman's surprise and astonishment. Why are you asking me for a drink? Many a Jew would not have dreamt of asking a favor from a Samaritan. So in this encounter, Jesus broke social, religious, and cultural norms. It was risky, and it was controversial. And Jesus took a double risk, because not only did he talk to this woman, he asked her for something. This, I believe, is hugely significant for us. So what is the first thing that we can take away from this encounter? And I believe it's that vulnerability is authentic. Vulnerability is integral to authentic community. What strikes me in this encounter is the displayed vulnerability of Jesus as he asks this woman for a drink. As I've been on my own journey of pressing into and learning what it means to be vulnerable with those around me, as I've started to look and press into scripture and the life of Jesus, I've began to have my eyes opened as I've looked at the life of Jesus and, dis- and seen his own vulnerability depicted many times, not just on this one occasion. And it's helped me to realize that vulnerability isn't weakness. Vulnerability is openness. Vulnerability is having the courage to turn up and to be who we are, to be our full selves. Perhaps we have certain misconceptions when we hear this word. But my prayer is that by his spirit this morning that God would give us a new understanding of what meaningful and healthy vulnerability means for us. As I began to look at the life of Jesus and see vulnerability as a good and healthy thing, I began to learn that I don't need to push my vulnerabilities aside. I don't need to hide those things. I began to see them positively as part of who I am. And so we can trust that God will use our vulnerabilities and that in our vulnerabilities, his strength is made perfect. By his spirit, he comes and his light shines through the cracks in our lives. And he uses the very things that we find difficult for his good. That's just how good God is. And I I really feel this morning that for some of us that, that God wants us to just encounter the tender heart of God towards us today. And that you, you might be here today feeling really vulnerable and feeling afraid to show that. And God would extend his tender heart towards you. would want you to know that he holds you in that place. And you don't need to be fearful. With this woman, Jesus puts in himself in a position where he's asking somebody else to provide for his need. There is no way that this woman would have approached Jesus. Therefore, Jesus' own vulnerability, his own willingness to ask for something, opens up the way for this meaningful encounter to take place. 
He offers the woman the living water. He is the son of God, the one who can give her everything that she needs, the one who can forgive her of this life of sin. Yet he was unafraid to show his own vulnerability of tiredness and thirst. And it was seen that he didn't consider his vulnerability to be at odds with or detracting from his identity as the son of God. Because his vulnerability flows from his security of being loved by the Father. Jean Vanier, um, the founder of the L'Arche community, a community of people living with disability, um, he's an amazing writer and he, he writes beautifully on what it means to sit and live with these vulnerabilities and to be open to our own vulnerabilities and what we can learn from one another when we're willing and able to be vulnerable. He writes, Becoming fully human does not just mean becoming autonomous in the sense of doing everything on our own. This can make us close up in on ourselves. Rather, we are called to be open, needing each other and doing things together. And so I believe that one of the ways that we can express vulnerability is to build relationships based around this dynamic of reciprocity that we see in this encounter. We read often in scripture how Jesus interacted with large crowds, but he also had a close circle. In John 1, we read that um, Jesus had a close circle of three, and then that grew to the wider group of the 12 disciples. This intimacy, intimacy and closeness that Jesus built with a select few around him was not so that they might simply follow his orders, but that they might enjoy a shared life together. With his inner circle of close friends, Jesus shared all things, his joy, his sadness, and his temptation. Vulnerability might be the willingness to accept that allowing those around us to offer us something doesn't make us less of a person, a weaker human being somehow. Rather, it draws us into a greater and fuller reality of what it means to be human and to partake in this shared life that Jesus calls us to. Vulnerability is the willingness to acknowledge to those around us that we too live with weariness, distress, emotion and difficulty. But this is the stuff that makes us who we are, not a lesser version of ourselves. Our very own express vulnerability might just open up the other the way for someone else to share honestly with us. It might just open up the way for someone else's healing, for someone else to say, you know what, I feel like that too. I struggle with that too. Who might be the people that you can build this close, intimate circle with? Finally, we see in this encounter incredible and radical inclusion. This was a radical encounter because Jesus reached out to somebody that he should not have been talking to. Who are we reaching out to that's different to us? Who are the people that might be more difficult to love? 
who is at your table? Of course, we can only participate in this radical inclusion that Jesus calls us to if we are to grasp the reality that we are radically and utterly loved by him, that we are all included in the family of God, that he has prepared a table for us and each and every one of us have a seat at that table and we're invited to feast on his love, to feast on his gifts, to eat the bread of life, to drink from the living water. I love a good dinner party and one of my favourite things to do is to have friends and family gathered around our table at home, eating and drinking and chatting and sharing. That just gives me great joy and hopefully I can bless many of you um, with that with that pleasure during our three years here. Um, but if you were to host a special dinner party, the full work, soft lighting, good wine, nice music, great food, who would you invite? Who would be around your table? How can we model Jesus' radical inclusion displayed in this encounter? Because Jesus calls us to not build cozy, comfortable, safe, inward-looking communities, but to build communities that are radical, life-giving, inclusive, vulnerable and edgy where we can take off the masks where we can be our true honest real selves and know the freedom that this brings and know the life and healing that this can bring to those around us as we love each other and also allow ourselves to be loved in return. Sometimes that's the harder bit. This is the stuff of Jesus. This is the shared life that he invites us all to and that he invites us to participate in. Imagine if each of us had a table where we joyfully shared with others, eating and connecting. Imagine if around these tables we shared openly and honestly, meeting the needs of those around us and the needs of those in our communities, sharing our possessions with one another, giving away generously to the poor. Imagine if when others looked at us, They saw something that they had never seen before. They saw Jesus and wanted to be a part of it. Funnily enough, what I've just described is nothing new. Sounds very similar to the early church that we read about, described in Acts 2. But this is quite simply how Jesus calls us to live and serve in community, something that every single one of us can do and be a part of. Jerry is going to shortly come and invite us to respond, and one of the ways that we can do that is through our connect group, so we're going to be having a chance to think about that. But before we do that, let me leave us all with a challenge. 
Why don't you today let someone in on something that you haven't let them in on before? Maybe it's answering honestly to that question, how are you? Maybe it's sharing a struggle or asking somebody to pray for you. Why don't you let someone in in a way that you haven't done before as we seek to step out in courage, in vulnerability, and allow others to love us as we love them? Let me just pray for us. Thank you, God, that you've called every single person in this room to be part of this community and that each of us has something special and unique and wonderful to offer. Thank you for this this shared life that you call us to and that you invite us to participate in. And I pray that you would speak to our hearts now, that you would challenge us and show us the next step that we might take as we seek to live in and build authentic community that continues to and will always point to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Anna, very much. Um, Would you like to stand? And what we're going to do now is you you can see all the connect groups listed around the walls. And um, I know some of you have been around for a while. You've seen us do this before. But it's just a really helpful moment to connect people into some some groups. So what I'd like you to ask you to do in in one minute is to go to the group that you're a part of and go, go stand with that group. If you're not part of a group, what I'd love you to do is have a look and think, oh, would that be a good one for me? Some meet different places at different times, different regularities through the week or month, and uh, have a look. If you go and talk to someone in a group, that does not commit you to going to that group until Jesus returns. You are allowed to go and join another group. This is just a time to test out and have a look and have a see who's there. Um, and, and hopefully there'll be people from each of the groups represented. If there's no one there, just leave your name on the list and you'll, they'll get in touch with you. If you're here and just thinking, oh, I just, I don't really fancy going up to any of these groups. I'm a bit, this, this all feels a bit awkward to me. Then go and talk to Tom. Because Tom is the least awkward person in the room. And he'll be very relaxed to talk to you and say, well, maybe you should try out this one. Or maybe you should try out that one. So if you're really feeling a bit overawed of, I don't know where to go, go and talk to Tom. If you're here this morning from Aberdeen and you are, you're never coming back again because you're from the far corner of somewhere, um, then go and talk to Anna. Anna would love to just meet you and say hello and, and, and pray for you. But if you're just visiting for the day, um, then go to Anna. So Anna will be at the back as well near Tom. Um, and, and, and I'd love it, it. You know, guys, it makes such a difference, as Anna's been saying, if we've got, if we're part of a community and connected in in these ways. So... I really encourage you, just take this moment. We're just going to do this 